Hello, folks. Jeff Kozlowski here with another episode of the K Stream podcast. Thank you uh, for tuning in. If you're watching on video or if you're you're listening to the audio version of this, I appreciate it. Typically on the show, we talk all things live streaming, video production, but today we're going, I guess, kind of slightly outside of the box, not too far outside of the box, with a uh, focus on podcasting with a gentleman who's produced more than 150 episodes of the Wild Business Growth Podcast. He is Max Brandstetter. And Max, I don't, I, I didn't check with you beforehand. Did I say your last name right? Yeah, you said my first name right as well. It's very impressive, Jeff. Yeah, oh, Brandstetter, you, you probably get it with your name as well. That some of these last names are they're so long that people are just like, ah, I'm probably gonna mess it up. But uh a lot of times in our case, it's pretty uh phonetically pronounced. Exactly, exactly. So, well, thank you again for for taking the time to join me. Um, looking forward to the conversation. I guess first, can you can you just kind of give a brief intro and and let us know a little bit about what you what you do on a on a daily basis? Yeah, so I specialize in last names. So I no, <laughs> I uh, I'm incredibly corny, and the dad jokes like I, I can't stop them. So I have to apologize. But I, uh, as you mentioned, I've for the past three years, hosted the Wild Business Growth Podcast. So yeah, over 150 episodes. We do a new episode every Wednesday morning. So uh, it's been uh, a new kind of crazy wild entrepreneur. I'm sure we've had lots of mutual friends that I've had on the show, but we've had everybody from interviewing uh, my parents to interviewing the original voice of Siri to interviewing uh, Ali Webb from Drybar. It's been it's been an amazing mix of uh, really cool entrepreneurs. And um, that whole bit started when I joined my family business, Hippo Direct. We were looking for ways to market the the business and we just kept going back to podcasting, podcasting, like we got to do something in the podcast space. Uh, knew that the common line across our across our different lines of business, the common service we provided was helping other businesses grow their business. So that's kind of where the idea came from. Let's get other entrepreneurs on the show, find out some tips and lessons and also entertaining stories from how they grew their business. So that's kind of how we got into the podcast space in the first place and absolutely love it. I mean, as you know, there's there's nothing like hosting and connecting with people that way. Yeah. Um, and then ironically, well, I don't even know if that's a proper use of ironically, but uh, vast majority of my time these days is spent uh, helping out other entrepreneurs with their podcasts and other small business owners. So I launched uh, officially a little, around a year ago, I launched Max Podcasting, my podcast production company. Uh, so vast majority of my time is helping to... Uh, other busy small business owners who have wanted a podcast, but maybe couldn't quite get over that hump, or maybe they had one, but they realized it's too much of a time commitment. And uh, I'm all about saving them time and uh, delivering a high quality podcast. So help them a lot with the launch up front, um, and then do a lot of the editing and some of the promo marketing work as we get on a consistent basis. So that's me in a nutshell. I, I kind of like podcasting. You can tell from the URL. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So so yeah. So you're. So Max Podcasting now, so you, you touched on it a little, you are helping entrepreneurs basically produce their podcast. You said you handle a lot of the, do you actually like, do you sit in on producing the interviews and then you're doing the post-production work and and you said some of the marketing or, or promos around it? Yeah, uh, typically I'm not sitting in. I, I have okay. on rare occasions, but the the goal kind of upfront is to make sure that the podcast host feels comfortable enough with the technology to to do that without me needing to be on hand. But obviously, you know, I'm there. If, you know, they can reach out to me at any times for any any questions, any tech help with that. Uh, how I break it down is I specialize in the three P's of podcasting: so podcast planning, podcast production, and podcast promotion. 
So that planning part, I'm really more of a brainstorming partner, helping up front with the, you know, helping to figure out, you know, what are your goals as a podcaster? Uh, what's the name going to look like? What's the artwork description, license music, all those things that make a podcast whole, as well as the format and structure. The production is really uh, in simple its terms as the editing is, you know, they'll send me the raw files and then I'll turn it around with the licensed music, fully edited MP3 files, post it when and where they want it. Uh, and then the promotion is really the marketing, helping out with blog posts or, or show notes, as well as um, some audiograms. So um, it's, it's, it's a mix of things. Typically, it's planning up front kind of until we launch and then it's production and promotion as we get on a consistent basis. What sort of tech are they using to actually create the podcast or record the podcast? Yeah, I, there's so many great options these days. Um, if you want a more premium option, I've heard phenomenal things about Squadcast. A lot of people kind of live and die by Riverside, or I shouldn't say that they live by Riverside. <laughs> and uh, but I, I always say because everyone's so familiar with Zoom these days, especially over the past couple of years, I always start with Zoom. And it's also, uh, I think, the best free option because you can do so much over Zoom. And Yet people are kind of scared with Zoom, like, oh, you know, is the quality, how's it going to compare to some of these other options? Um, you can still get really good quality of Zoom as long as the podcast host, as well as whoever they're interviewing or whoever else is involved, has at least pretty solid internet connection. And to enhance that, I usually recommend if you can have an Ethernet cable, if you can hardwire into the uh, directly into your internet as opposed to being on Wi-Fi, then it's even better. And there's also... Um, some some settings, some small tweaks that you can make to make it as crisp as possible over Zoom. So Zoom's the most common way. And of course, uh, when possible, in-person interviews, there's nothing like it. Uh, that's kind of a different different ballpark, but there's nothing like that in-person connection. And you do a lot, or I think uh, at least, you know, I know you share a picture from all of your recordings for the Wild Business Growth podcast. You do all those on Zoom, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, almost, except for very, very early on, when I was kind of testing and learning a few different places. Um, I've I record vast majority of the wild business growth podcast on zoom. And vast majority of the time, the connection is pretty good. And if, it, if it's not, there's usually parts that you can edit out. Um, I always do hardwire now. So I'm always plugged in with ethernet. But uh, what you're alluding to with the pictures is, is, I mean, as you know, the, basically, the more you can promote a podcast, the more you can share behind the scenes, the more you can take the listener uh, and your audience into the journey, the better. So I love grabbing like, even if we're not recording with video on, which most of the time for the podcast, we just do it audio only. Uh, I do love to flip on video with the guest beforehand just to kind of say, hey, grab a quick behind the scenes picture, yeah. uh, share that on social media. It's kind of taken on a life of its own now because I take these very old school screenshots with my phone and you can see the reflection in my laptop of me holding up my my phone and yeah. people are like dude like my friends hit me up and like dude what you know you could just take a screenshot of your computer i'm like yeah i know but now it's kind of a thing so i gotta keep doing it <laughs> i love it it's you know it gives you character or it gives your show character and so <laughs> what like you know all of that the the behind the scenes promotions what else has kind of been the key to growing that particular podcast, the Wild Business Growth Show. I mean, you're 150 plus episodes in. You know, what was it like in the beginning and trying to, you know, get just kind of get listeners? Yeah, it's a it, it's a journey. It's um, it's I can't I, like part of me feels like I'm just starting, and I still really feel like I'm just starting. But also, it's been three years, so it's kind of got to like pinch yourself and be like, whoa, okay, <laughs> there's some wow. things you've learned over that. So. Um, I think for me, being really consistent about 
releasing on Wednesday, like re releasing the same day every single week and being there every single week, you know, barring any, you know, big kind of like personal matter or something that kind of puts it on hold. But um, I think that consistency and having quality is, uh, is, is really key. And also um, making sure that the guest has the best experience possible, because if the guest has the best experience possible and you're having fun as a host, that's going to funnel through to the listeners and the listeners are going to pick up in that as well and be like, wow, th you know, this isn't just like your normal business podcast like this. These guys have a ton of fun. And, you know, that I think one of the differentiators as well is like, we don't just talk about business. Like we literally have a segment called the unusual where we talk about pet peeves and quirks and like weird talents or party tricks. And so it's really, really fun to dive into these entrepreneurs, not just their story and how they've grown their business, but also like just getting to know them as a person and just like the weird, unusual things that are just fun to talk about. So I think the, uh, to, to, to kind of dumb it down or simplify it, I think being consistent, having that quality as well as me making just a really fun and, and unique show is something that resonates with people. And if you do that long enough, like your show will pick up and, and people just kind of, you just kind of become a mainstay in people's mind of, all right, like, you know, Max going to, who's Max going to have on this week? Like that's, that's a consistent thing that many people know about now. Yeah. And I would imagine, you know, I know because I've, you know, I think I'm 22 episodes in now. So, so long way to go. And I, I would imagine, you know, it is, you know, and it's like, I think it's like this with creating any sort of content. Um, in the beginning, you know, you, you can't look at the views numbers. I feel like you hear a lot of like, you know, social media gurus out there harp on that. Yeah. Which, and it's right. You can't, you know, you have to consistency is such a, a big thing. Um, I talked about that with the guests I had on last time, Robin Lindars, who runs grillgirl.com. She, you know, it, it's, she's been doing this since 2008. And, and, you know, it, it's like, you, you just have to keep churning out content. Don't look at the viewer numbers because too, I would imagine that you probably still get listeners on some of your older episodes, right? I mean, you probably, you probably see a lot of that. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's it's the craziest thing. So whether you're podcasting or even live streaming, because if you're live, live streaming, live streaming, I think I just invented something there. <laughs> if you're live streaming, I think more often than not, you're repurposing at some point, you're replaying it as well. You have to keep in mind that this is such a, a long term game. And I think of the way I listen to podcasts and like one of my favorite podcasts to listen to is Tim Ferriss, the Tim Ferriss show. And I'm still like, three years behind like I'm still loving his episodes from three years ago and in terms of my podcast yeah I there's I don't know if it's technically a halo effect but we'll just call it a halo effect whenever I release a new episode sometimes more often than not like I get more listens on the older episodes so it's just kind of being there putting out new content it has people kind of catch up on the old ones and uh when you are recording, you kind of get trapped in the like, all right, thinking that, all right, when, when I re release this new episode, whoever's listening is like very familiar with me, very familiar with the show, very familiar with my previous guests. And then you got to remember every single episode, every single time you release something, like there's a decent chance that somebody might be discovering your podcast for the first time ever. So you have to kind of, you have to, you know, keep your consistent theme and quality there. Um, but you also have to make sure that you are doing things at the start of saying, you know, of introducing yourself, of introducing uh, the podcast, of saying, you know, what episode number it is, that kind of thing. Because um, people people can come across the podcast at any time. And the more you can kind of 
point them in the direction of your previous episodes, especially ones that you're very, very proud about or that are fan favorites, uh, the better it bodes and uh, they could be a, become a big fan of you overall. Yeah, and I want to get back to um, some of the promotion uh, elements of all of this. One thing I noticed on your website, and I'm going to share my screen for a minute, so apologies to those listening to the audio version, but bear with us here. Um, I, I, I'm going to describe the uh, coding letter by letter. So there, Please, yeah, well, it'll only take a few hours. <laughs> I frame. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I noticed about, you know, on your blog, um, again, going going back to kind of promotions and whatnot, I, I love, um, like, if I click into an episode, come on, internet, here we go. I, I love that, you know, not only you, you know, you have a good synopsis of the show, a little bit about the, the podcast itself, then you get down to the show notes, and I love that you break it down, <laughs> like, with the time codes, like, people if they know your website, I mean, they could come here and go like, Oh, I want to hear about what this person had to say about their time on, on time magazine. Um, okay. Let me go check out the podcast. I can go to 10, 15 in and get that info. I mean, that's that this must one take a long time. Um, but two, and there's the, the infamous, uh, reflection <laughs> of your phone in the background there. It's a, it's in the Louvre, I believe. <laughs> Do you? I mean, I this is this is great, and I, I just wonder, you know, what the? Do you know about like the usage of this? Um, the the I you know I know show notes in general are important to a podcast. Um, but like as far as discoverability, do you find a lot of people, or or do you get a lot of traction on the site, and and particularly you know this this part um of the show notes where you kind of list it out by time code i mean I, I would imagine that's just helpful for anybody that kind of stumbles on the show but talk a little bit about this part of it and how you use the blog to promote it yeah i appreciate you sharing it uh it is something that takes a lot of time it's about eight hours per no it's uh no it takes it takes a little bit longer than the length of each episode but this is kind of uh tuesday night before i publish this like before i go to bed this is kind of the last step i do is is to to get the blog ready and to um, make sure I'm kind of liking how the summary of the episode is looking and everything. But yeah, there, there's two purposes. What you're talking about is blog posts and uh, within that kind of the show notes or timestamp part of the blog posts. And there's two main purposes of it. Uh, one is just from the SEO standpoint, having uh, detailed blog posts for each episode that are kind of titled correctly and have rich content, meaning they have an embedded episode player, they have pictures, and then the show note, like the timestamp parts, they are filled, filled, filled with backlinks as well as internal links um, to reputable sources, but it's all tied back to things and kind of topics that are mentioned within the podcast. So um, it's really good to like, if you have a site for your podcast or your live stream show, which you should, like that's kind of the, one of the first things you should do. It's really important to have at least a, some sort of blog posts with some rich content in there and, and, and hyperlinks for each episode. And so that's something that as you build out your library of episodes, it just gives your site more credibility and, and, and Google knows that, hey, you know, this is a podcast, this is a podcaster, and oh, this is the episode on this. So it's important from that standpoint. It's also important from the audience's standpoint as it gives a, uh, a really complete and high quality kind of guide for the episode. So I'm not saying that everyone's going to sit there and like go check out the blog and like watch the blog, <laughs> if you can even watch a blog, look at the timestamps of the blog as you listen to the episode. 
but it does provide a nice comprehensive guide for, you know, if somebody's in a pinch and they just want to hit on one area, they can say, Ooh, to your, to your point, like, uh, my recent guest, Elna Saraf from Roy B robot literally had her product featured on the cover of time magazine. Let's go to that part. That's about 10 minutes in, let's go to that part. And then I can hear that part. And maybe that, you know, ties to my PR goals. So those, those are the main aspects to it. Um, I've also found that the guests are often very impressed when you have like complete show notes and a dedicated blog to that. And also, of course, they love that you're <laughs> linking back to their site so much because who doesn't love backlinks? And um, it just helps to go back to that guest experience we were talking about before. And it's something that the guests will be more excited to share out because, oh my God, you know, this is some random dude's site and I have a full blog and this is a whole like, kind of highlight of everything I'm about. And also you can listen to what we talked about. So it's really good on that regard. Uh, I, and then to, to your other point, I would just say that more often than not, I hear it, it's funny because when you launch a podcast, you're kind of so concerned about how you share it out. And, uh, you know, do you share out the Apple podcast link or the Spotify link, or you just link to your website, how to do it more often than not. I hear that, uh, even if I've released an episode Wednesday, like if I don't get around to promoting it till like Thursday or Friday, uh, people don't really listen too much until they see me actively promoting it. And like the sole link that I share out is that blog post for that specific episode, because it has the player there and it also links out to any platform where you can listen to the episode. So a lot of people kind of need that little nudge of, Oh, Oh, that's right. Max has a new episode. Let me, let me check it out. And they can either listen on the site or they can listen on their platform, but just seeing that is a great reminder. So, um, Show notes are super key for any podcast or live stream. Yeah, and um, you know, so so in addition to the the podcast hosting aspect of things, you, you know, you mentioned you you know as part of Max Podcasting, you're helping other entrepreneurs, business owners produce their uh, produce their their own show or you know get kind of um, and promote their their podcasts. What do you you know? I, I don't. I would imagine people are coming to you, but you know, so you probably don't have to do a lot of convincing and, and helping them understand. Uh, yeah. how uh, it can be help. very persuasive, Jeff. <laughs> well, that's the idea of this next <laughs> question, I guess. Why, no. how, how does, you know, what, what, um, what is the benefit of as a business owner having a podcast and having a regular podcast? Yeah, it is. So podcasting, just from my firsthand experience, one, I've never experienced any networking tool close to it. And I wasn't like one of these people that when I was starting, it was just like, oh, I can't wait to network. Like I really didn't pay much time or attention to networking, even like going back to college. But uh, just a few interviews in, and at the start, it was kind of all in person, uh, those first few interviews, I realized pretty quickly, oh my God, this is the most powerful networking tool I've ever seen. And kind of fast forward now, a lot of those guests who I've met through the podcast have either referred other guests to me, referred business to me, or become clients themselves. And so just that one connection, like there's a special bond you create when you interact with somebody over a podcast or a live stream, live stream, uh, even if you're saying typos. I'm, I'm Jeff, like I'm sure after this, like we'll be like even bester, bestest buddies and kind of, it's like you, you got... You, you just get kind of on another level with somebody and it's yeah. uh, you're just more than often than not willing to help people out. So it's great from a networking standpoint. And it's also um, people talk about like, how do you monetize a podcast? And I often say like, 
the myth of monetizing podcasts. Most people think you just start a podcast, you get ads. There you go. You're making money from it. But it's not that simple. I mean, you can make some kind of uh, non-traditional ad deals <clears throat> that don't depend on downloads, things like that. But more often than not, I find that it's much easier to monetize your podcast indirectly, meaning that when you think about using the podcast as a way to market and promote something that you do at, either for your personal brand or your business, if there's a service you offer, if there's a product you offer, and you can have the podcast as kind of a way to support that and kind of just to remind people of like, hey, you know what, if you, for example, in my case, it's like, if you need help with a pod, like if you want a podcast, but if you don't want to spend all the time doing the behind the scenes details that take like forever to create a podcast, like I'm your guy, hit me up whenever. So you can use your podcast as a way to promote what you do as a business owner. And uh, lastly, I think it's, it's just really fun and energizing. And whatever you do in your day to day, if you have an interview that day, later that day with a really exciting guest, that's just going to jazz you up. And there's like a glow after the interview that lasts a while of, wow, that was really fun. And I just made a new connection. Who knows what that's going to lead to. And best part yet, uh, we recorded it. So, so many other people can learn from it and enjoy it and like hear my dad jokes and like everything like that. So <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a great mix all around. I think it's a very positive, energizing space to be in. Yeah, I would imagine a, a lot of ideas probably come out of it too. I know, you know, just to, obviously, like you said, when I started this, I didn't think about the networking aspect at all. I would imagine it's that way for a lot of folks that have started shows, but you quickly realize like, wow, these are excellent people to know and have in my network. And also, if you're like for me, I, I'm super into live streaming, love podcasting, and I talk to my guests about those things. And it's like I, I get so many fun ideas. I'm like, oh, I'm going to. Yeah, I can, I can apply this technology to my own show and make it better. And I wouldn't have learned about it if I didn't have this person on my show. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because it's it ranges from like specific business tips about like, you know, how to use Facebook ads or like how to, you know, pitch like a major medium outlets. But like I've taken tips from my own interviews about things as simple as like napping, like Teresa Heath wearing uh, episode was like in the 60s or 70s. I used to remember all these, but now I'm like, yeah, I know the ballpark of when they were. <laughs> um, she talked about how like you should never nap more than 25 minutes at a time if you're doing it like during the business day because you know you nap too much and it just kind of takes you out of it but a quick nap can be a good recharge and i took that to heart and like that's something i do like every week and it's just little tips like that are an area that i really geek out about and it's um yeah you learn so much as the host from your guests as well as just from kind of doing the process yourself absolutely and so one you, you've given a ton of tips so far on, on how to make a, a podcast stand out, how to get listeners. But if, I mean, any, anything else, um, you know, if you had to kind of list out a few things or just a couple things, what other, because, you know, I, I talked, I had a guest on, her name's Jacqueline Schiff. She uh, is the CEO of Podreacher. Um, they turn podcasts into blogs for, for folks. And, she, you know, she, I asked her an interesting question well, I don't know if the question was interesting, but she had a good answer. <laughs> I'm um, sure it was, Jeff. We'll, we'll give it to you. <laughs> thanks. They, you know, I just said, you know, what if, if, because I think I had this thought when I was thinking of starting a podcast. It's like, how, you know, there's so many podcasts out there. Why, why would I, or, you know, it's, it's going to be so hard to make it stand out. And she was like, I mean, would you, 
would you think that about books? Like if somebody's thinking about re writing a book, they're not going to say, well, there's too many books out there. I'm not going to write one. Mm. I mean, it's, you know, you can kind of equate it to to that, which I, I found really interesting. So, you know, how can, if somebody's gotten past that point of starting the podcast and not worrying about there being other ones that, you know, th there are a lot out there, um, given all of that, how do, how do they make it stand out? So, Tom, first of all, love Jackie. Big fan of Jackie and Podreacher. Uh, I know you've had her on the show. She's awesome. So yeah. big. Uh, she's actually, we've had some great calls kind of as I've been through like growing pains in my business. She's been super helpful just nice. as an entrepreneur, a new business owner. So she's and endlessly uh, <laughs> grateful for her. But I was at Podcast Movement this year, 2021, and uh, in, in Nashville. And Tom Webster, Senior VP, Edison Research, who's like some of the best in the business as far as podcast stats and uh, insights, things like that. He gave one of the opening keynotes and his whole speech really spoke to me because it was all about how do you grow your podcast? And the like number one reason that podcasts kind of pick up and, and, and grow as far as listeners go is word of mouth referrals is like people telling their family and close friends about podcasts. Um, I recently had an experience firsthand like this. I didn't plan this, but like um, we just had my my buddy Alex's bachelor party and we were just chilling the day after and was talking to him and uh, his uh, fiance, Allie and everybody. And we were literally, they literally were like, dude, you're in the podcast, but like, what are your favorite podcasts to listen to? And then the next day he texted me, he's like, what was that podcast again? Like, so people discover new podcasts by hearing from friends and family what their favorite podcasts are and podcasts that you should check out. So what does that mean? That means that as a podcast host, podcast producer, what can you do to make your podcast more recommendable? And this, again, this credit all goes back to Tom Webster. I didn't come up with this. Um, so some of the main things he talked about were that you should have such a, you need to have a focus on quality and being unique because if you don't have great quality and there's nothing unique or special about your show who's going to want to recommend that it's like what you're talking about with books like if it's just like a nor normal ordinary ordinary just made up another word <laughs> business book nobody's want to going to want to share that with others but if, if it's the four-hour work week and it has like life-changing stories as well as practical how-to guides for like actually build your business and spend less time working on your business that's something that's pretty like remarkable and we're sharing with others. So same thing goes in the podcasting space, focus on quality, make it unique, make yourself recommendable. And the, the other area that's really helpful, and this kind of ties back to live streaming is look at the areas that people are there and potentially interested in listening to podcasts, but aren't currently listening to your podcast. So YouTube and Facebook are two huge areas for that. Um, you know, YouTube is like the biggest search engine in the world. So even if, even if you're not doing video, although it is better to do video on it, um, even if you're not spending a ton of time editing it or whatever, like just having your podcast on YouTube makes it discoverable by more people because I'm, I'm somebody who just likes to listen to podcasts. Like I love the audio side and doing other stuff while I'm listening to it, but there's a whole different market of people who like won't even listen to podcasts unless they're watching it and watching the video at the same time. So it's like a whole different audience. So get yourself on YouTube and also Facebook is kind of leaning more and more on, on podcasts. And there's a whole kind of sleeping giant of, we'll call it kind of like the middle-aged 
market that still like loves using Facebook, but is somewhat kind of the lowest podcast listener. So there's a whole opportunity to grow your show that way. So there's a ton of stuff there. Again, I guess I'm officially sponsored by Tom Webster now. <laughs> I'm going to get him on. I'm going to get him on the show before too long. But um, <laughs> that's those are good ways to think about kind of as you look towards growing your show right now. Awesome, Max. I, I, I one quick kind of I just thought of a, you know, maybe maybe it's a fun, fun question. You hit on Tim Ferriss. Oh, a lot no. <laughs> today. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm out. How, would, how dare we? <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned Tim Ferriss a lot is uh, one. Have you tried to get him on the show? I would imagine he's a little hard to get a hold of. And two, do you have kind of a, a dream guest, somebody that you've you're, you've been after for quite some time? Maybe we can maybe we can continue to amplify that. Get on get on uh, the Wild Business Growth show. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, well, Tim kind of answers both questions there. I definitely been <laughs> he, he he Tim's kind of like my podcasting idol. If you listen to Wild Business Growth podcast, some of my questions have come out kind of how you stay creative and inspired and kind of what you do in your free time. Like a lot of that stuff is definitely heavily inspired by how he asked about, you know, successful people's habits and yeah. tips and tricks, things like that. Uh, I have reached out to him. He, I would love to have him on at some time. He hasn't gotten back to me, of course. I mean, he's right. I can't imagine how often he gets reached. Like it's, I, I don't <laughs> <Right>. know. Yeah. <laughs> if he spent time responding to everyone, he wouldn't have time to like breathe. But he has retweeted me a couple of times when I'm shouted out some of nice. my favorite episodes of his and which I don't know if it's him doing it or, you know, like a virtual assistant, somebody on his sure. team. I don't know. But, he, you know, he's got like a million followers or whatever. So I probably if you looked at the metrics of my most popular tweets of all times, they're just tweets that Tim Ferriss retweeted. <laughs> so I would love to get him on at some point. Uh, maybe I'll meet him at a conference or something down the line. But for now, uh I haven't spent a ton of time on it. I'll, I have to up my game on that. And then as far as dream guests, he's definitely up there. Gary Vee's up there. Um, I don't I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm like scared to get him on sooner. I, I don't know what it is. It's kind of an interesting psychological approach, but I haven't spent like a ton of time reaching out to those guys in particular. Maybe it's I wanted to develop the podcast more. I don't know. Sure. But he's up there and I've met him a few times at my old job. We work with his agency. So that was pretty cool. Um and as far as just kind of people overall, like uh, Richard Branson's up there. He, I mean, speaks for himself um, as well as uh, I'd, I'm a huge Curb fan. So would love to interview Larry David <laughs> Seinfeld as nice. well. So that, that would be amazing. And then uh, my girlfriend and I are huge friends, huge friends, not, not friends yet, but <laughs> huge, huge fans of the uh, impractical jokers. So any of those guys would love to get them on as well. I think that'd be phenomenal. Cause they, I mean, their show has just become a sensation. So that I think that would be fascinating. Yes, absolutely. Well, Max, thanks so much for taking the time to be on. I think, you know, we've hit on maxpodcasting.com. Anywhere else people should connect with you or, or check out your show? No, I appreciate it. It's uh, maxpodcasting.com. That's the place for everything. All my social media links are there, as well as uh, the blogs that you mentioned. I have some podcasting tips blogs as well. And then, of course, you can find the podcast there as well and anywhere you listen to podcasts. But it all starts with Max Podcasting. So thank you so much, Jeff. I, I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for for dealing with my uh, my corniness and uh, and uh, jokes about the fun question and all, <laughs> all, all, all around. So really appreciate you having me on. This is really cool. All right, man. Yeah, thank thank you so much for taking the time again. I appreciate it. And um, everyone, uh, if you're if you're tuning in, uh, like if you're watching the video or listening to the audio portion, shoot a comment. Um, if you have questions for Max or myself, 
get leave a comment of course appreciate uh any reviews preferably five star ones if you if you you know are super into the show but uh i would say throw a six if you can as well hey yeah five and a half or six would be great um (laughs) and, and any feedback on the show is always appreciated so thanks again for tuning in max take care you too thanks so much jeff